is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hello. And Carrie. What's up? Uh, Carrie, you haven't been here in a little bit. I uh, haven't. You're also the only person who's been playing anything new over the past okay. week on the panel. Uh, but you've been walking walking ends. I, I have Fantasy. walked to the end in Final Fantasy fourteen. I finished the Endwalker expansion. Um, I, I actually a, did that a couple weeks ago, but I, I have a question here. for you before you before <laughs> sure. you start talking about this. So did you like how much of your playtime would you estimate was done waiting in queues versus Yo, there was so games? much waiting in queues. <laughs> especially like on on my data center i play on primal um and i play on leviathan which is one of like the busiest um worlds on primal so yeah it was a fucking mess um it's much better now but yeah literally i would have to like jump in queue and then go do something else for like two hours maybe (laughs) and hope that i don't get disconnected from the queue um, or what I would have to do since I'm still working from home full time is I would have to jump in in the mornings and try not to AFK out so that I could then play a little bit at lunchtime and then I was, start playing for real. After I work. was about to make so. a joke that like, I could just see you while you're working, just like having another mouse, like that you just move every couple seconds or just like move your character to and fro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. A lot of that going on, um, a lot of idling, a lot of spending time in queue. But I mean, again, um, they they seem to have done everything that they can to address those issues, and I haven't seen a queue um, really over over a thousand in the last week at this point. So it seems like things are finally starting to temper out a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as Endwalker is concerned, um, I think the last time I was on, I talked about it and I was sort of like, about the story, about the uh, main scenario quest line. And now I'm like, no, Endwalker was really good. Endwalker is absolutely the payoff for the entire story, for everything that they built up over the course of Realm, Re- Realm Reborn, Heavensward, Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Um, yeah, they did an incredible job. Um, the like the only gripe that I have about the storyline is the fact that like the first ten to fifteen hours of gameplay in the storyline had to be dedicated to tying up a lot of loose ends. Um, so there was a lot of like, cool, we gotta go deal with all this bullshit we started in Garlemald and that war, and there's like a civil war happening there that we've like touched on but like haven't really talked about that much in a while so i guess we got to go wrap that up before we get to like the meat of the endwalker storyline uh but once things pop off in in endwalker they stay popped off for like the rest of the time (laughs) so yeah it was really good um got some good um a a lot of big final fantasy 4 references happening uh i mean you do go to the moon which is very much a final fantasy 4 thing <laughs> um uh it's like it's so on the nose ff4 stuff that literally when you're on the moon um there are certain areas 
that just play the classic FF4 battle theme when you're fighting, which is kind of cool. So, I don't know. FF14 is is very much a game that if you have played and enjoyed any other Final Fantasy game, you will find cute little Easter eggs and throwbacks to enjoy sprinkled throughout. Um, the, the end of the story uh, feels very much like an old school Final Fantasy in terms of um, something big happening at the 11th hour, which like finally explains everything that's been going on. And the, the thing that you thought was the final boss is not going to be the final boss. It's this other thing oh, instead. Oh, it's Micah's biggest pet peeve of the Final <laughs> Fantasy series. The yeah, they did that boss again. reveal. Yeah, they did that again. <laughs> or, 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 or in this, in this case, boss. the 150th hour boss reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. It was really good. Um, I'm enjoying the endgame content. The um, the raid series that they are slowly rolling out now has been a lot of fun. Um, I've been working on getting some of my other classes leveled up to 90 and maxing out gear and stuff like that. So, yeah, FM14, real good. I've enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm glad that I am at the point where I can basically, like, do the raids once a week and get my rewards from that and otherwise just do my dailies because uh as we will touch on in a minute there's another big game coming out that i'm going to sink a lot of time into <laughs> so to um, be to be clear like we can before you talk about magfest like i'll just throw new releases in here sure. so take me all too because there's three of them there's literally three and they're all, and ports, they're all ports as you mentioned uh astroneer <laughs> comes to switch god of war comes to pc monster hunter rise the game you're alluding to comes to pc yes. now to be to be clear uh, I have looked, and you have put in over 120 hours of Monster Hunter Rise on the Nintendo Switch. I, I, yeah. I can see your stats. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're not hidden from me. No, they're not. Um, no, anyone can see that I've put in a lot of time. I'm going to put are, in that much and more. But you are, you are willing to start anew in yeah. Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch. Correct. Wow. And and I say that because it means that I can now play with all of my friends mm. um, because everyone who I was playing with on Switch basically only got it on Switch because they had a Switch and weren't going to wait a year for the PC version to come out. It was like, okay, well, I have this console and I want to play the new Monster Hunter, so I guess I'll play it on the console that it's available on. Available on. So virtually everyone who I know who's been playing it on switch will be making the jump to the PC version and starting over. So now I get to play with like everyone, including all of my friends who don't own switches and have been waiting for the PC version. Um, plus it looks great in 4k. Um, like it's going to look a hundred times better on my PC than it does on my switch. That's just fact. So yeah, uh, plenty of time to get back to where I was on Switch before uh, Sunbreak comes out mm -hmm. this uh, this summer sometime. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And uh, as you mentioned, I was at MAGFest this past weekend. Um, the Music and Gaming Festival returned to National Harbor um, this past weekend. And uh, my band, Quicksave, uh, had been extended the invite to play at the Belvedere Lobby Bar. So we made our MAGFest debut there. And that was incredible. Um, our previous gig was literally in like, <laughs> literally in a Baltimore alleyway next to a dumpster. <laughs> like, we, we went from like rat alley in Baltimore 
to the Gaylord National Resort. <laughs> it's just a hell of an upgrade. But uh, yeah, we had we had a ton of fun. Um, Magfest, um, Magfest really did the best that they could given like the world right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people, I saw a lot of folks on Twitter being like, well, why don't they just cancel the convention? Maryland's in a state of emergency. They should just cancel the show. And it's like, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what kind of state of emergency Maryland is in right now, which is basically just um, like the governor declared the state of emergency to allow money to move around faster. Like not every state of emergency would have activated some sort of escape clause for a large event like that to be mm-hmm. able to postpone without penalty basically but they did the best they possibly could to keep everyone safe it was you had to be fully masked um everyone who was uh in attendance or on staff or a guest um had to be fully vaccinated there wasn't any sort of like, oh, you can show a negative test. They weren't even allowing that. Like, you had to be vaccinated or you were not allowed into the show. Um, I've been in full lockdown ever since. Um, I will not be leaving my house until probably this coming weekend at the very earliest. And, uh, yeah, we're we're staying, we're staying safe. But uh, I'll be posting videos from our set on our YouTube, um, which I'll try to link in the Discord So if you want to check the Discord, that would be cool. Um, I wish I could say, oh, go to YouTube.com slash quicksave because um, we don't have 100 subscribers yet. So YouTube won't let us do that. So please find our links in the Dense Pixels (laughs) Discord (laughs) and subscribe so so that that, I can get the vanity URL. I've done that. I've done that uh, three different times now. And that that first push to 100 is never never fun like it's always such hard work just to get the fucking custom url so but once you're there it's a lot easier because then it's a lot easier to share it out so yeah so long long time listeners will remember our first push to 100 wait way back many 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 way back in the day (laughs) uh and and again uh you mentioned the discord I'll what just see right segue. into that. You segue. can check out our Dense Pixels Discord. It is live and uh, has been around for many months now. And, almost and a year, enjoying, actually. Almost a year, really, already. Like it, yeah. Uh, I have to check the, the stats on that. But yeah, you can go to densepixels.com slash fans and you can you can check out the Dense Pixels Discord. I'll post stuff from my band in there, but you can also... Hang out. You can talk about F1 racing. You can talk about wrestling. You can talk about video games and all sorts of stuff. It's a really fun little community in there. And uh, you should come You should come check it out. Um, and while you're on the internet, uh, I mean, I mentioned YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels because Dense Pixels has the vanity URL. And I can just say that. And you can see our lovely, beautiful faces. <laughs> You can see my washed out white ass face on the YouTube. And then you can see uh you can see Micah and, and Brad and our delightful little professional looking setup as well. But uh yeah, you know, and, and while you are again on 
the internet. You can subscribe to the rest of the TNP Studios podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So you can subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse. You can subscribe to Black and Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, as well as the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. But uh, for just $5 a month or $50 for the full year, if you go to densepistols.com slash premium, you get a uh, you get all the all the goddamn podcasts. You get everything. You get the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, upstage conversation, as well as the uh, creme de la creme of our premium content, uh, the full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast. So uh, check that shit out. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we'll get right into the fun and exciting news that we have for all of you. Uh, we are once again talking about NFTs. Yeah, this week and no fucking thanks. Uh, if you would imagine... <laughs> So like we like I'm so, so, so like, shit. So like we I said, wasn't even here last week. No, you weren't, and because because it, it, it can't stop and it won't stop. Um, so we mentioned last week, you know, when we talked about NFTs, uh, that the first like person that comes to mind in the video game industry that would be first in line to run to a grift, uh, to make some money was Peter Molyneux, and sure enough, Peter Molyneux making hand over fist money, uh, selling gaming NFTs. So yeah. if you apply that same logic to a video game publisher. Obviously, most people are going to think of like EA first. And that's fine. But that's not who I thought of first when I thought of NFTs. I said, what what company out there is willing to just completely whore themselves out to make a, a to make a quick dollar and prostitute their beloved franchises uh, at the altar of, of commercialism uh, to make a quick buck? And if you guessed Konami, my friends... You are 100% correct because uh, for the – who could have imagined back in 1986 when – or 1987 actually when Castlevania uh, first hit the NES that we'd be celebrating the 35th uh, anniversary of Castlevania by selling NFTs because Konami <laughs> is selling the, quote, Konami Memorial NFT collection where players can pick up 14 different unique artworks from the Castlevania series uh, straight from Konami if you want to. Uh, of course, you have to use cryptocurrency. We can't avoid the blockchain. We're talking about NFTs, baby. That's the only way you're going to know that you own it. So you can use these classic stills uh, from Castlevania ser- games from the NES and, and other series uh, that are beloved. Uh, I have to say my favorite because the Internet, of course, you know, had a field day with this as the Internet's want to do. Uh, my favorite tweet that I saw. <laughs> is from uh, Archangel ZXV on Twitter, <laughs> who screenshotted the opening scene from Symphony of the Night with Dracula saying, what is an NFT? A miserable little pile of money laundering, which is the you know, <laughs> perfect way to, to sum that up. Um, yeah, you're right, man. Like, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, when you put it, when you put it, like, man, this is the 35th anniversary of Castlevania. One, I'm old, right? Two, um, where did what did you think you'd be playing talking about when uh, the thirty fifth anniversary <laughs> of Castlevania rolled around? Uh, uh, certainly not, uh, certainly not. You know, digital stamp collecting. jesus christ i wish it was like even as innocuous as digital stamp collecting because it's not (laughs) so and 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 here's the thing that's annoying so like i'm on the auction page right now because i'm curious to see what this bullshit's going for 
And because they're using this like nebulous currency, this open sea fucking Bitcoin currency that they have, I have no idea what this stuff is actually worth because I don't know what this shit's worth right now. So like you can get a, uh, let's see the, uh, dagger versus Frankenstein and Igor NFT. Uh, the best offer on that NFT is currently, uh, 0.027 space bucks right now. Like that's the current, uh, that's the current auction price for that one. Uh, do you want the Dracula's castle, uh, pixel art NFT? Do you want to own the map of Dracula's castle from the original Castlevania? Uh, well right now the bidding is at a, at a, at a steal of a deal. 0.16, uh, didgeridoos right now. Like that, that you have to, to bid on that motherfucker. Um, there's, there's a, uh, there's a screenshot of Castlevania that has the Castlevania logo and just the words vampire killer in Gothic script superimposed on top of it. How much is, oh, I think this is actually like a, a snippet of the soundtrack actually it might be, even be a gif or a gif, depending on mm -hmm. how you pronounce it. I've heard it both ways. Uh, uh right now that's GIF. sitting at, huh? It's gif. It, I don't trust it's don't, don't even get it's gif. Well, it, it, it's GIF. GIF. GIF is a peanut butter. That's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's currently sitting at point one three six. Um, shit, shit dollars. Shit bucks. Dollars. That's it's it's worth shit bucks right now. Bison dollars. <laughs> so if you click on like if you click on these things, like they they tell you what the cash value is um, next to the uh, next to the. Um, $440. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> the map of Castlevania, which is going for 0 0.16 simoleons, is uh, $518.15. <laughs> uh, which is fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous, man. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. And meanwhile, Konami is just like, like the, fucking... The reason why this is happening together. is because these are unregulated securities right now of once course. regulations kicked in and <laughs> people have to actually pay i don't know taxes on this shit um uh, all of this is going to go away um yeah i can't i can't even i've, I've talked a lot about nfts on here and and why i don't like them but another recent example um one of my friends who's a who's a cosplayer was recently alerted to the fact that someone took photos of her in her cosplay and minted them as NFTs and sold them on the OpenSea NFT auction site without so much as asking her or like notifying her that 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 this was happening. So literally someone's someone's basically stole her likeness mm -hmm. and minted it and sold it on this fucking bullshit NFT site for simoleons. And she, and she has no she has no recourse for that at all. She's she's working on it. Um yeah. but uh these NFT auction sites are notoriously terrible at actually doing anything about the incredible amount of stolen artwork photos and likenesses that are being sold and having money made off of them. So yeah, it's it's all bullshit. Uh, the companies that are getting into it are simply doing it because they think it's the new hotness. And um, again, it is simply unregulated securities right now. And once taxes really start hitting uh, all this crypto bullshit, um, 
things are going to change in a yeah. hot second. So, so in some encouraging news, um, I don't even know if we covered this last year because back when in April, like NFTs really weren't in the you know forefront of the public consciousness back then. They didn't really take off until the fall. Um, but Sega talked about last April uh, that they were going to start selling digital uh, NFT stuff that utilized blockchain. Um, and they're now pumping the brakes. Uh, so a little bit, not not entirely, but a little bit um, because they are uh, <laughs> basically uh, Haruki Satomi, who's the CEO of Sega right now. Uh, his quote was uh, they would like to try out various NFT experiments, uh, but nothing is decided at this point, And we'll have to carefully assess uh, <laughs> what will be accepted and what will not be accepted by the users. Um, I would love them to just dismiss this bullshit out of hand. Um, but I suppose that's better than jumping in head first without any consideration for what the fuck you're doing at this point. Yeah, man. I, you know, before we pat these people on the back, like they're, they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're yeah. doing it because, you know, they're doing uh, it because they got blowback. Right. They're doing it because people were like, no. And, and, uh, you know, this, and you know, they, they got all the properties out there that they need to, you know, they need to be in, they need to be in the public's good graces, at least until Sonic two comes out. Uh, <laughs> so everybody go watch that. And then, and then they'll start selling NFTs again. Um, yeah, man, I look, I don't trust any of these goddamn companies. Um and and the auction site is called Open Sea. Yeah, I know if that nah, just does, if that nah, just doesn't yo. fucking hit the nail. <laughs> that just doesn't yeah. hit the nail on the head. I, all, all I can think of when I think of that is I think of the scene from The Simpsons where they had like the party in international waters and it's just like the two monkeys like knife fighting against each other with the crowd right. all around it. <laughs> so it immediately just pops in my mind when I, when I think of that shit. So in other grotesque financial news, um, <laughs> so when you're a company. And you want to be a major player in a certain avenue or a certain sphere of an industry. There's two things you can do. You could start at the grassroots and work on building blocks and, and work on growing and throwing, you know, R&D and things of that nature and that kind of stuff and, and, and taking a long time to do it as good as you can. Or you can do a solution that I like to call the MICA method. Which is just to take a <laughs> shitload of money and throw it at it, and yeah, and man. just buy and just buy buy someone who already did option one. Uh, that's what our good friends over at Take Two are doing. They're taking all your NBA two K money and all your Grand Theft Auto shark shark dollars, uh, and throwing them at uh, famed mobile company Zynga. Uh, Take Two has purchased. Aren't they local? Uh, they were at one point in time. I don't know if they still are, but they at least were based in Hunt Valley. Um, Maryland. Uh, they're headquartered out of San Francisco now. There you go. But. So they, 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 once they once they got that uh, that Farmville money, they probably you know they probably relocated <laughs> uh, I mean, to, to Sunnyvale. You know what's actually really fucking funny? So I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like Zynga's still around, and I'm literally currently right now drinking a water out of a fucking Zynga game cup. <laughs> That I think, <laughs> I think I got out of 7-Eleven fucking 10 years ago. Whatever the fuck Yeovil was. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that game is or was. Well, they're still well, they're still up. around. And obviously, like, not in our space because, I, you know, they're the type of games that Zynga makes and, and publishes are not, you know, 
I, I, you know, I hate using the word fucking core gamers, but you know what I mean? Like, 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 I mean, they are, they are casual laid back kind of games. Words with friends. They're social games. Farmville. Um, so apparently they're doing well. Uh, cause Zynga thought that that our, 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 our take two is like, you know what? Uh, we'd like to own you so that we can make money off of your success because see, Activision's got King over here and they're making a fuck ton of money from Candy Crush. So we need to make money from you guys. Uh, to the tune of $12.7 billion with a B. That's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations to the folks at Zynga. Uh, and the people that own that own, you know, everyone that works there for all the the, the nice payments that are coming their way, twelve point um, seven billion dollars. They they might be able to have a decent living in, in San, San Francisco. Francisco, maybe if they're lucky. That might if just cover very like, lucky. Might, might cover like a year's rent that they're at their right. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, Carrie alluded to it. Here is what's in their portfolio. Uh, right now, Farmville, Words with Friends, CSR Racing, Empires and Puzzles, Golf Rival, Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells, Merge Dragon, Zynga Poker are just some of the examples. That's a lot of the stuff that's making a shitload of money. Um, apparently, Zynga also developed the natural motion uh, animation technology. Uh, which was used in Rockstar games like Grand Theft Auto 4 and Red Dead Redemption. So now Take-Two owns all of that stuff as well. And I think that one of the things that Take-Two is looking to do here is to be able to put out good mobile games that leverage their franchises like GTA and, and things oh, of that nature yeah. as well. So. Yeah, shark, shark dollars are going to be coming to mobile very, very soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, good for them. For uh, good for Zynga for getting a big payday, um, you know, uh, congratulations to Take Two, I guess, for being able to get ready to make a lot more money. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh Jesus Christ, it's a shitload of money. I mean, I, again, the the numbers just keep going up. I I'm trying to think of what property in video games would be more lucrative than this because like when we, when we saw that Microsoft paid 8 million for, for Zenimax and Bethesda, that that was crazy. And like, this is, this is 50% higher than that. I'm just trying to think like this company, this company paid more for Zynga than Disney did for Marvel and star Wars combined by, by a factor of, (laughs) by, by a factor of multiple. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, <laughs> like like wasn't that wasn't that deal six billion between the two of them? It was like it was like it was like eight billion between the two of them. Yeah, I think they paid four and four for each. Oh, okay. <laughs> if if any if anyone was curious what actually drives money in the entertainment industry nowadays, it ain't movies <laughs> anymore. As if you needed any more proof of that. Uh, That's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, games done quick going on this weekend. GDQ. Yeah, uh, it started on Sunday. Uh, games done quick. It's awesome. Games done quick or AGDQ. Uh, it started on Sunday. They are currently uh, smack dab in the middle of a speed run of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is estimated to end. Uh, well, the the time estimate on it is one hour, 35 minutes. They are currently 40 minutes into the run. Um, 
So far, they have raised uh, $622,588 for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Uh, or if you point, like or point one three open C dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's super cool. I love watching GDQ. Um I typically just have it on like my second my second screen while I'm working during the day. Um yeah, there's uh there's still a lot of cool stuff. I think the Sonic block is tomorrow morning. Um there's like a Castlevania block later in the <laughs> thank, week. Thank you for um, telling me what what period of time to avoid. <laughs> Dude, some of these some of these speedruns are nuts. Um yeah, uh, super cool. I mean, they they just did the original Ratchet and Clank um, in like 23 minutes or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I like watching speedruns because yeah. like I would never learn how to play a game like this, but I'll watch someone else do it. Like I said, so. I've I remain fascinated by speedrunners, especially speedrunners, modern games like old school games. It's impressive, but it's all pattern recognition with modern games like you have to literally find glitches in the code to allow you to skip around. Like, like I watched a doom eternal speed run <laughs> yeah. and like they beat doom eternal in like an hour, which is impossible in theory, but not when you can jump through the stage and like, and like move to different parts of the world in ways that the developers didn't intend. Like who the fuck, who figures that shit out? Like how, how do they do that? Is How do you feel about that? Like it's in the game. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's, look, it's, is it is it the way the game is meant to be played? No, but if someone can do it and gets enjoyment out of it, neat. If someone does it, gets enjoyment out of it, is good at it, and it raises like two million dollars for charity along the way, even better. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking the uh, you know the raising the charity or anything, but like, <laughs> what? It's, it's like, but, hey, but how quickly it. can you? How quickly can you get through this maze? Well, I can get through it real quick if I could just bust through all the walls to get to the end. But they do yeah. it different. Like, like they have total like you know any percentage runs. That's where you can just go fucking glitch crazy. They have no glitch runs that they have to do. They have like the hundred percent runs, like that kind of stuff. Like it's one thing to. You know, like like the Mario like the Mario sixty four one that people can do in like seven minutes because they can glitch up yeah. the endless stairs or like even ocarina yeah. stuff where it's just like oh you like fucking smash some buttons and like get your stick out and backflip in the right spot and you're at the credits and that counts as yeah. clearing the game. But when you like, but to me like the really impressive ones are the ones where you know like the Mario sixty four like all stars and you do oh, it in yeah. like an hour forty like what <laughs> like how the fuck are you able to get one hundred twenty stars. In an hour and forty minutes, like the like the 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 knowledge, the precision, like like everything that goes into that, like the execution. It takes a really high level of skill yeah. in order to speed run well, and I think that's part of the reason why I really like watching them is is because it's like I would never play a game like this, but I can appreciate the the skill level and the the technical proficiency that's required to go into something like this yeah. so very i'm very much in the same boat as far as that goes so i'll i'm sure i'll check some of this stuff out this weekend i'd probably like carry i'll have it on as a second screen while i'm doing something else so to kind of peek in on it so the last news story now a little peek behind the curtain for you guys so like I like to, you know, come up with a reverent show titles and, and things of that nature. And I usually don't plan it out in advance because it's based on something funny that somebody says during the episode that we, you know, make a note of that kind of like basically if it, if it pops the panel, like I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. But there are a few <laughs> times 
where <laughs> inspiration just comes down like a lightning bolt on on top, you know, from a specific news story. And so the the title that I have for this news story this week is Defun the Police. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. God damn it. Because <laughs> it was revealed that in 2017, two LAPD police officers were fired because they were trying to catch a Snorlax in Pokemon Go instead of responding to a robbery in progress. That was going on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, two, two Los Angeles police officers. <laughs> Uh, were fired for willfully abdicating their duty to assist a commanding officer's response to a robbery in progress and playing a Pokemon mobile game while on duty. The incident occurred in a mall in April 2017. A patrol supervisor asked the, the uh, these two, uh, Luis Lozano and Eric Mitchell, to respond to an apparent robbery, but they ignored the call and instead ventured off to catch a Snorlax. A digital in-car video system recorded <laughs> the officers' conversations as they spotted the Snorlax and discussed their strategy to catch it. Uh, the court documents read for approximately the next 20 minutes, the uh, digital in-car video system captured them discussing Pokemon as they drove to different locations where the virtual creatures apparently appeared on their <laughs> mobile phones. On their way to the Snorlax location, Officer Mitchell alerted Officer Alonjo, Alonzo that, quote, a Togetic just popped up. <laughs> the officers caught the Snorlax and then proceeded to catch the Togetic. Quote, Batman, this thing is fighting the crap out of me. Holy crap. The guys are going to be so jealous. <laughs> following the well, here's the best part. Following the incident, Mitchell and, and Lozano lied about what happened, claiming they were catching quote images of Pokemon and that the game was more of a quote social media event that was not advertised as a game. <laughs> which is a fucking lie. It's Pokemon. When has it not been advertised as a game? Um Oh my god. In earlier court filings, the Board of Rights stated that playing Pokemon Go showed complete disregard for the community, wasted resources, violated public trust, and was unprofessional and embarrassing for the department. Uh, as the officers lied, their behavior reflected gross negligence, cowardice, lack of thoughtfulness, and deceit. They lost their appeal last week, and the decision stands, and they have been fired. Uh, now, if only police they officers appealed could it. Get, yeah, they appealed it. Of course they appealed it. You think, you think the fucking cop would have ever accepted that he had done something wrong? No, yo, you got to eat that, yo. You got to eat that. That shit is so... That shit is so... That shit is so ridiculous. Like yeah. it's 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 so like oh Keystone Copish that you just gotta eat that, yo. Like if you get fired for playing Pokemon Go, it's just like all right, yo. Look, Especially if you are a cop, yo. Unpopular all opinion. Right, right, if we're gonna have policemen cop misconduct, I'd much rather it be shit like this than the stuff that we normally have to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, also, I guess. Also, if we're going to fire cops for this. Maybe we should also fire them for the much worse things too. <laughs> that that's the yeah, that's the argument that I think should be made. But Jesus Christ. That would have been my appeal. Uh, like 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 did I did I shoot a black unarmed teenager though? No? Alright, well then, you know. Right. Well, bygones be bygones. Like, like, like I'm trying to catch bygones. a snorlax. You that's know, right. they just like mm. black people laying around all day, not doing nothing. Like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you just made it worse. Officer, mm. Officer Keystone. Um, yeah. 
playing quote playing Pokemon Go showed complete disregard for the community for the community, wasted resources, violated public trust, and was unprofessional and embarrassing. That should be on the back of the fucking box of whatever Pokemon game is coming out next. <laughs> I, I used that to think, sentence just is amazing. I, I used to think that the characters of Hitchcock and Scully in Brooklyn Nine Nine were just completely over the top caricatures of police officers, <laughs> but it's good to know that there are there are police officers out there that are carrying the mantle uh, yeah. high of those two. I mean, this is some Reno Nine One One shit. It man. really is some Reno Nine One One shit. Uh, a, quick de- a quick detour, a quick detour to the post office from Cam, who says, obviously losing your job as a cop over fucking Snorlax is unacceptable. But what Pokemon <laughs> would you risk your job over? And why is it Mewtwo? Because Mewtwo is the fucking coolest Pokemon that they've ever come up with. Period. <laughs> Period. I don't want to hear any arguments. Mewtwo is the fucking coolest. He always has been. He has been for the last 25 years. And if you think otherwise, you can come over here and fight me one on one. Mewtwo's the best. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, yeah. Wow. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, 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 well, no, we're going to, well, we're going to sell, oh. we're going to sell, we're going to make money first. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, yeah. we gotta shill. Um, go to com slash Amazon. For all of your uh, Pokemon needs, when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, um, you will be helping us out uh, and you help yourself out. And that's, you know, in this in this very selfish world that we live in, where those who are sworn to protect and serve choose to uh, protect and serve their own interests by going and chasing after a, a Snorlax, um, uh, you could you can go help us. And 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 I typed in Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, after going to densepixels.com slash Amazon. And um, you can buy the Pokemon 25th Anniversary Celebrations Elite Trainer Box mm-hmm. for $67.90. Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, it's got, it's got a, a silhouette of Pikachu on it. And um, it doesn't look very big. So it's, I would imagine it's Pokemon TCG, is it not? Yeah, it's well. There you go. It's uh, and it's it's seventy bucks. So treat yourself to uh, to to some Pokemon garbage, uh, and and don't and don't play with it on the job, <laughs> especially if you're a fucking police officer. What the Jesus fuck? Christ! Oh man. my God! I'm surprised that story didn't leak out before before the appeal was done in court. Right. No, they appealed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, because no cop ever thinks they ever do anything wrong. Apparently not. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Mark in the post office as uh, you can submit your questions by joining our Discord at densepixels.com slash fans. He asks, is Amir did the PlayStation Store release a shit ton of shovelware the week of Christmas? Also, how much of Terrence's top five of 2021 will he call trash? Um. This time of year is not the time of year to get good games. Like they're like if they are releasing any games, they're going to be mostly nonsense around Christmas week. Like typically Christmas, you want to attack the sales for the good games that came out over the last couple of years because they're usually deeply discounted at that point. Um, we have not done our top games of last year yet. We're not going to do oh, that shit. this week. Um, Next week, probably, probably. Okay. I have my list. Um, 
I am curious to see Terrence's because I don't know how much new stuff he played because Terrence loves to go deep into the uh, back. Yo, I played like fucking three new games last year. Well, no, I mean, he, he buys, he <laughs> buys shit that's on sale. Five. Yeah. yeah. He buys shit that's on sale. And plus, the problem is, is that truly my game of the year last year didn't come out last year. So like like my list, I'm gonna be looking at 2021 games, but my game of the year last year was Ghost of Shishima, and I played, and that came out in 2020. So, I mean, you can just say Iki Island. Nah, it's a, I haven't out. finished it yet, so I can't, I can't even <laughs> I can't even go that far. I can't even go that. far. No, you know what? I I think I I think I do have five. New yeah, games. but I was curious to know if you even had five because I know you have at least two, three. Okay, three. so I. Five of them, but like one of them is a port, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> one, one of them is like Nocturne HD remaster because I did play that last. Okay, year. see, I, um, I like like SMT five Monster Hunter and 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 Walker are all gonna be on your list. I know. So. And uh, Monster Hunter Stories two is actually super oh, there good. You go. So, but you know, even though even though it didn't come out in twenty twenty one, I would probably put Paradise Killer on that list. So, but what, but what order will they be in? You'll have Ooh. to tune in. Probably next week to find out. Yeah. Um, Film Wander says, how are you guys feeling about Grid Legends? Do you think Codemasters will put out another quality product or will EA fuck it up? So here's the thing with Grid Legends. I've seen the previews for Grid Legends. Uh, they are leaning heavily into like scripted story in the game. And that looks lame to me. Um, and I don't think EA has anything to do with that. Grid Legends, I'm sure, was well in development before EA acquired Codemasters. Um I'm sure the driving will be fine if you like the grid series, like if you're into that. Um, I really don't know about some of the preview content they put out for it because it looks very like evolution of Ridge Racer, you know, kind of bullshit that they had in that weird Ridge Racer game where that one racer like was walking around with her boobs hanging out constantly in cutscenes <laughs> and things of that nature that had a storyline. So um, I like I said, I think it'll be fine. Uh, how you feel about it, though, is going to pretty much hinge on the quality of the story, though. And I can't imagine so, it's going to be very good. So Grid is not uh, uh, on my radar, and it never has been. Um, yeah. Is it um, is it trying to ape something like Drive to Survive in, in terms of story? No, this is like scripted drama kind of kind of fucking story where, yeah, I guess I guess they are like kind of going after like, you know, this is like hotly competitive, like racing you know street racing circuit kind of kind of stuff um they're 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 really dining out on the fact they're they they're using like the same filming technology as they did for the mandalorian where they can build these like virtual sets that look you know indistinguishable where that whereas mm-hmm. all the actors are just like on a soundstage basically yeah. um so we'll see grid is also not a game on my radar it's an arcade racer and i tend not to really look at those anymore so yeah um but it, it, look, if reviews are good, I'll probably play it. That's for sure. So, like, we'll you know we'll wait to see what that looks like when they come out. Um, Johnny continues the story that we talked about last week with uh with Punk, uh, the Street Fighter Pro, uh, where he said that he got his win back by destroying his opponent ten to two, and afterward he took his opponent's money, made a dinner reservation under his opponent's name, and uploaded him and his friends eating a victory meal on Twitter. Uh, I have to ask any of you who have been super petty. After winning a bet or a competition, does not have to be video game based. Mm. Uh, first of all, as much as as much as uh, as much as I, I find Punk incredibly annoying, uh, Johnny is right. He is he's the perfect like heel villain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's he's the he's the MJF of 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 video game 
you know, the video game fighting game scene, right? Like, cause, cause he's, cause he's, he's good and he knows it. Right. And, but at the same time, like that dude is ugly and, <laughs> and his voice is annoying. Didn't, he's from Philadelphia, apparently. Wasn't FP champ like already like the heel fucking dude in the street fighter scene or am I conflating him with somebody else? Like, wasn't he like a heel um, pro? I think he, I think he was. Uh, but and I don't even know if Punk is a heel. It's just that Punk is on my like he, he he's such a poor sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that I'm at I'm at that age where it's like like I just I, I, you know I, I'm just in it for the the love of the game, right? Like because I, I don't have that I don't have that killer instinct like these people like most people do when it comes to shit like this. Um, and he talks a lot of shit. But then he whines when he loses, and that's my thing. You can talk all the shit you want, but like, don't fucking. You, you got you got to eat the loss, you know. You, yeah, you got to take gotta the, loss. Eat the loss, man. Yeah, you got to eat the loss, and you got to do what he did. Fucking train like like Rocky, trying to save, uh, trying to end the Cold War, and then dominate your opponent. It's a shame that uh, him and Sonic Fox don't play the same games because that would be a fun. Like yeah, that know, was a fun yeah. rivalry to you know heel versus face uh, rivalry to to roll on there. So um, Daniel asks me of all the deck builders that I've now played, uh, which is your favorite? I'm assuming he's talking video games because board games is a whole different conversation. Um, it's still Slay the Spire. Like Slay the Spire is still like the OG is still the best. It's the one that I constantly come back to uh, over and over again. I've sunk in you know over 80 hours at this point into the game and I'm still playing it. Um, that's still the best. It's I, I still yet to find one that is uh, been as addictive uh, as slay the spire was Every, all the other ones that I played. Like I play for a little while and then I, you know, jump off of them eventually like Griftland stayed around the next longest. Um, I put about 30 plus hours into Griftlands um, cause I thought it was very good. Uh, but even then like went back to, went back to STS and haven't looked back so far. So, so that's, that's still the number one. I, and I don't see it being dethroned anytime soon. Cause it's just so good. It's so good. Uh, Carl asks, uh, what are your feelings on kids under 14 playing online multiplayer games? Do those feelings shift depending on game genre, uh, shooters versus UGC games, etc." 14 feels like a really arbitrary age. Um, but I, I think um, regardless, I, I know I've said it on the pod before. Um, if you have a kid and they're playing online video games, fucking pay attention to what they're doing. I don't think it really matters what kind of genre it is or, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there's just as much like violent content on, you know, cable television as there is on in, a, in an M-rated game sometimes. Um, but I, I think my concern is more like, you know, when your kids are online, you know, what are they being exposed to that you don't want them to be exposed to? Are they being exposed to racist, homophobic, sexist belief systems? Are they being, um, you know, exposed to, um, I mean, really anything that you probably don't think is a good idea. Um, the, uh, 
you know, the the kind of, I guess, the Gamergate mentality still hasn't really gone away. It's continued to fester and it's been able to fester because it continues to expose the next generation of gamers and sort of radicalize them in that fashion. And that happens because parents don't pay attention to what their kids are doing. And that can happen just as often in a first person shooter as it can on like fucking Roblox, you know. Yeah. Um, so you just you just got to pay attention. Um <laughs> yeah, for, for 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 me, for me, like you know, it, it doesn't matter sort of what kind of content it is. And I'm speaking as someone who doesn't have kids and doesn't want kids. I just don't want to deal with the younger generation growing up to be a bunch kids. of shitheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so I'll come to this from a couple of different standpoints. So first of all, uh, I'd actually probably rather have a 14 year old playing an online shooter versus a user generated content game because those games are predatory as shit. Uh, like Roblox and stuff yeah. like that, and and probably don't need uh, your eyeballs. So here, here's what I would say: like we all were in middle school and high school. We all know the things that were said in middle school and high school, and that we said in middle school and high school, and were said to us in middle school and high school. There's nothing that your 14 year old is going to hear playing Call of Duty or Halo online in chat that he hasn't heard on the schoolyard at so, in some way, shape, or form. There just isn't. Um, and, and again, if you if you don't agree. Just think back to your time in high school. Hasn't changed. Uh, no. It's still still very much. No, there. if anything, it's probably worse. So I don't think that you need to stop them from playing those games. What I do think you should do uh, is have a very honest conversation with them and encourage them to be a an upstanding online citizen when playing those games and to not let hate speech uh, be tolerated, to not let racism be tolerated um tell basically have them be uh be the change i guess you know is the is the old slogan but like it you know teach them like hey you're gonna hear a lot of bullshit um you don't have to allow that it you know you you should be willing to you know speak up and say something and say hey that's not cool like if you hear one of your friends like you know use a racist slur or a homophobic slur against somebody like you know be like bro it's not cool like like don't do yep. that and and like if you don't you know, if they don't listen, if they, you know, get mad at you, then just play, don't play with them or disconnect or, you know, hop off stuff like that. And they'll get the picture eventually. Like they'll, they'll realize that, you know, look, he's, he's not going to stand for that shit. So we got to be on best behavior. And that's honestly like your 14 year old can go, you know, do his small part or their small part in helping prevent, as Carrie said, the next generation of Gamergate from really taking blossom and it's not like they're not going to you know save the world by themselves but it takes it takes everybody kind of rowing together uh to tamp down on those attitudes so the other thing uh, yeah. um so, sorry to interrupt just you know if you you gotta let them know that if they're ever made to feel uncomfortable too they can just they can just leave like they don't have to keep playing it's okay to disconnect um as a as a 30 something, I, I am uncomfortable when I find children in my online spaces and I, I try to, I try to shoo them out cause I'm not trying to tone myself down for them. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, if, if you have a, a kid who's online, um, like, I mean, let, let them know, like, it's okay. It's okay to just log off. Like it's okay. to just leave. I, um, I want uh, I, I want my kid to um, uh, to have his first experience of being called the N word like his dad in person and not online. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I, I don't necessarily have a problem with with playing multiplayer games. Um, depending on the game, I would prefer like a fighting game. Um, you know, I don't hate guns, but at the same time, like, I don't know what my kid is going to be like. So I got to watch that shit. Um, and I, I'm going to ease into it because I'm a, I'm a massive hypocrite, right? Like I will play these games all goddamn day long, but I don't really want him to get into it too early. But um, playing multiplayer games is fine. Headset time. I don't know about headset time. I don't know about a lot of headset time. You know what I mean? You can play you can play the multiplayer game all you want, but um, maybe not get on that headset. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's because that was the that's the precursor to like Twitter and shit. Mm-hmm. Not from a technology standpoint, but from a from a you know anonymity makes me Superman standpoint. You know, like and and. So yeah, yeah. I got no problem with them playing the games, but uh much like myself, I'm just not gonna use the headset. You know yeah. what I mean? There you go. Uh Chris asks, Are you guys excited that Shenmue is coming out as an anime? And do you also think Destiny would make a good anime or live action streaming series? Micah, are you excited for the Shenmue anime? Uh I've seen the uh I've seen the trailer for it. Uh, it looks, it looks good. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would go out of my way to, uh, watch it, but that's just because I don't go out of my way to watch, uh, a lot of anime unless like very, very specific people recommend something to me. Like, I'm not just going to take anime recommendations from just anybody. And even then, you know, it should probably I've recommended be like shit a, to you constantly and you never watch anything. So Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> my point proven. Um but and honestly, it, it's 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 mainly because not that I don't like people's recommendations, but it's because I don't have time to sit down and watch another television show. I, I, I just I just don't. Like I need I need like like old school OVAs. I need a I need a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and would destiny make a good anime or live action streaming series? Yes. Anime specifically. I, yes. Cause, cause I, you could cover, you could cover like historic events in the lore, like not necessarily current shit, but you like, you could do mm-hmm. like the battle of twilight gap. You could do like the war against the fallen. You could do the discovery of the black garden. Like there's all sorts of cool destiny lore shit that you could do. And I think it would work yeah. well in an animated style as opposed to live action. Cause live action, the problem with doing something like that live action is that you have to have a significant budget behind it. And I don't think destiny would. And <laughs> even if you, even if you do, I mean, like, yeah. you know, look at cowboy bebop, man. Like I, I gave that show that live action show. I gave <sighs> it a shot, man. I really did. You shouldn't have, I cause wanted, it wasn't any wanted, fucking good. I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. And I just didn't. And and we described it because on it the nerd apocalypse. It, we just, I mean, you're right on all counts. We described it as the most, as the, as the most expensive looking cheap thing that I've ever seen in a long time. And so I think, and I, you know, you can do more. You can do, you can do a lot more with animation and, and the, you know, the mind will accept 
a lot of things that you do if it's all in animation as opposed to just it's almost like animation is a completely legitimate medium for storytelling and that animated things don't have to be turned into live action in order to be taken seriously it's almost as if that the original animation is the best version to begin with and that turning everything into live action is bullshit and everyone should fucking stop doing it well, not, not only that. that, but, like, at this point, with video games animated series, like, you have a proven track record. Like, Castlevania, Castlevania kicks ass. Arcane, Arcane, like, the first episode was great. I heard the rest of the series is great. Um, I might eventually watch the rest of that, even though I, know, I don't know anything I don't, about I don't want any <laughs> fraction of a cent of my wallet going to Riot. But, yes, I mean, Castlevania I mean, fucking rules. I mean, to be fair, it already is. Like, you're paying for Netflix. They already yeah, pay I know. for Riot. Games, I know. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not so, going to be a willing participant, though. Yeah, like, um, the, you know, there's a Resident Evil anime <laughs> coming out, you know, coming or animated series coming out, you know, at some point here. Um, yeah, it's 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 got a proven track record. You got the Honestly, Super Mario Brothers like, Super Show, you know, like <laughs> that was fun. Like the old Sonic cartoons were all really I just good. Want, I just want to pop Micah. That's the only reason that I need to, <laughs> I need to throw like, that out there. I, I'm being serious about the about this. Like, what was it? Sonic Underground was fun. Sonic X was fun sonic boom was actually really entertaining um what was the one yeah. where they were in that gritty future that was sonic underground i think yeah yeah underground okay. i think that yeah. was my first exposure to like sonic the hedgehog as a concept because that was on television when i was Jesus very Christ. god yeah. damn <laughs> i was i i because i didn't have a genesis as a kid so i would just watch the sonic the hedgehog cartoon shows and then i would walk across the street to my neighbors who had a uh, genesis and i would play sonic 2 <laughs> so you basement. didn't see you didn't see the first incarnation of the sonic cartoon where it was basically like it looked like ren and stimpy like it was not it that's that that's that's thrown disrespect at Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy had a much more distinct. I watched a lot of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Which, yeah, as the- an adult, makes me want to question where my father's head was at. I was like, "You let me watch Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life," and he was just like, "Yeah, I thought it was funny, and I knew you wouldn't get those jokes." So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I I will tell all of you out there the the my favorite Sonic content. If you if you've never seen it before, is the from the original Sonic animated series, uh, they used to do some G.I. Joe-esque uh, public, like, PSA shorts in uh, between the, the two part episodes. <laughs> yeah. Go go look those up on YouTube. They're pretty great. About, and, like, like, my favorite one is about kids. Uh, don't climb into washing machines. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, yeah. but, like... Isn't that sort you of a thing, though? <laughs> you gotta get out of there. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, yes. Yeah. I forget, like, that's the best part, is that Sonic was voiced by Urkel. Um, oh, yeah. In, in all the shows. He was so. voiced by Urkel, like, the whole ass fucking time, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, at least I for the remember. first couple. Yeah, at least for the first yeah. couple. Oh, series, yeah. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was overseen by Ren and Stimpy director and uh, Kent Butterworth <laughs> and features slapstick humor. Um yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. I like the Sonic cartoons. I haven't watched them in a long time. I was again very young. I was like four. Like like so. yeah. Seek, seek out the PSAs. Like there was one that they did, which which really like veered into like mature like child sex predator territory, which is like yeah, wow. Man. Like this is this is this Most is a weird subject. <laughs> yeah, like like this this is a weird subject to handle with a light touch for the kids. But all I right, watched, <laughs> I watched a lot of Sonic X in middle school and high school. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. 
So, but yeah, I, I encourage probably all, wasn't very good, but I encourage all of you kids out there to seek out the uh, Sonic PSAs. They, they are, they are quite humorous. Um, Trey asks, is it safe to say Metal Slug Tactics is the last hurrah for that franchise as the last two ports of the anthology collection were booty butt cheeks, according <laughs> to him. Um, the, the thing with Metal Slug is that, first of all, it's an SNK game, which means automatically niche because it came out on consoles that nobody fucking owned in America uh, <laughs> in, in the 80s and 90s. Um, Who had a Neo Geo CD? Uh, the rich kids that Micah hung out with. Uh, my rich kids that uh, that uh, Micah knew of in school. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the other reason why is because like the other reason that Metal Slug never really took off um, in the U.S. is because Contra exists. Like we already kind of have our Metal Slug, and it's called Contra. I actually think that um, Tactics could be potentially a rebirth for the metal slug franchise because like valkyria chronicles is very popular fire emblem has just seen or not very popular valkyria chronicles is popular fire emblem has just seen fire emblem is a boom of popularity um also they're they're getting ready to re relaunch the uh advance wars series yeah that's that's up there too um obviously like there's a long simmering love for uh, Final Fantasy Tactics for people of a certain age that that played that in the 90s growing up. So, yeah, I mean, there there is a lot more room to grow uh, in the tactics genre uh, than there is in the side scrolling, you know, bullet hell shooter genre, which is a bit antiquated. It's a mean word, but it kind of is antiquated. So unless you approach it with a very specific twist like Cuphead did, um, yeah. then you're going to then you're going to have trouble finding fighting footing in that. So I, I actually think tactics, you could, you could see the first of many uh, metal slug games, depending on how it's received. Obviously. I hope it does well. I mean, metal yeah. slug is one of those games that again, it is very niche, um, but uh, it's a, it's a franchise I respect. And uh, I would hate to see it fall to the wayside just because that sort of uh, specific flavor of side scroller has fallen out of favor. Uh, Anthony says, uh, "It's I, I mentioned last week, it was my very first time playing a Halo game. Uh, are there any oh. other popular games or series that you missed or passed on while they were hot? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely cannot think of one. I I mean like I, that's that's pretty much my like gimmick right like <laughs> you know something popular like I'm gonna at least try it right like when when uh when Monster Hunter began like blew up mm-hmm. like I I bought it right because I'm like well surely I'm going to love this <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just did he did not uh, uh, but <laughs> but uh, no I'm I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try it. Um, you know, there are certain games that I think may have gotten like uh publicity, but like there were better versions of them out there, you know what I mean? Like, um, like I never have played, uh, I, I've never played um, The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. right? Oh, uh, yeah, look, there's, there's a perfect example for me. Uh, I haven't played The Last of Us, I will not be playing The Last of Us, um. That's uh, it. I, I still haven't played any of the well, Uncharted so, games. So for me, 
for me, like um, it, it depends on how you define while they're hot. You know what I mean? Like, 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 does that mean on release or does that mean mm. within like six months to a year after they come out? Like, like, cause like Ghost of Tsushima, I completely passed on when that came out, but I played it six months later and it was amazing. Um, I will tell you, so for me, I can't think of any specific games, but I'm sure there were a lot of series or a lot of like landmark games that came out on the PlayStation 2 uh, that I did not play at the time because back when I had a PS2, uh, I was a trash gamer because pretty much all I played were sports games and wrestling <laughs> games. And that was about it oh, for God. like a four year span. Oh, boy. With the occasional Metal Gear thrown in here or there. Yeah, I still haven't played a Metal Gear game to completion. Um, yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. Stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, Halo is a as a as a is a huge know, franchise. Yeah, global massive. franchise, French, you know benchmark I mean? global franchise. Yeah, yeah. like Metal I, Gear is a is a benchmark incredibly popular franchise. franchise. Yeah, you know love I mean? the story. I haven't played any of those games, um, and I probably won't. Um, Uncharted, incredible franchise. Haven't played any of those games. Um, have you played a Tomb Raider game? You don't seem like the type that will play a Tomb no, Raider game. No, like I I played like one of the old ones, I guess when mm. I was in high school, but like I have since they rebooted the series, I haven't played any of those. Um Yeah, I mean it's fine. I know what I like. Um I mean, honestly, I it took me until World came out um to start playing monster hunter and well, even then world had been out for a hot fucking minute before i started playing it and now i have a monster hunter tattoo so there, there you go then, actually i actually i know mine um anything miyazaki i haven't really fucked with um until next oh, month wow. yeah okay. I, like I've, I've never really messed with any of the miyazaki games i will next month I, I will remedy that uh but i but even in anticipation of wanting to check out elden ring like i haven't gone back and played any like the souls games or anything like that so I, I have a list of from Wikipedia of best-selling video game franchises. Okay. Um, Mario. Yes. Tetris. Yes. Call of Duty. Yes. No. Pokemon. No. Oh, well, yeah, Gary, yeah, Gary, Call of Duty. Call of Duty so. uh, I, have Pokemon. Not, I have not played Call of Duty. I, I was there for a little bit of Pokemon Zeitgeist. Briefly. Um, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, this one I would have said until Ted Lasso came out. FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know that you could consider consider FIFA like like hot. Uh, sports is yeah. It, it's it's, ne it's that's nebulous. every year. It's all right. Well, here's yeah. here's one. Uh, Minecraft. I've never played Minecraft. No, I have not played Minecraft at all ever. And I, I played Minecraft exactly once, and I did it to play it enough to build. Something that I could take a screenshot of to get a free Xbox controller. That's, that's my extent <laughs> of play with Minecraft. Wow. Um, the Wii, uh, the Lego franchise, the Sims franchise, Final Fantasy, yeah, Mario Kart, Sims. Assassin's Creed. You never played the Sims? Uh, never played the Sims. I played the Sims. Wow. Um, Assassin's Creed, Need for Speed, Sonic the Hedgehog, Madden, uh, The Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil, Star Wars. I haven't anything. really played any of Resident Evil games either because I'm a little baby back bitch and I don't. Um, I don't like these games. <laughs> NBA 2K, Wii Sports, Pro Evolution Soccer, Pro Evolution Soccer, and Minecraft. And these are these are franchises that uh, sold at least one million copies. Wow. Um, they they go on and on, but yeah, uh, yeah, those are the big ones. 
Okay. Uh, but no, I've played a lot of these because like, <laughs> that's that's just my that's my gimmick, man. <laughs> oh, here's here's one. Uh, Mega Man. I haven't really. Played. I love Mega Man's music. I'm fucking terrible at those games, man. Like side scrolling action platformers, I just suck at. I have historically mm-hmm. sucked at them. I'm not good at Mega Man. I'm not good at any of the Mega Mans. I've tried many of them. I I'm just I'm not fucking good at them. Metroid is a great example of. Uh, a game particularly when dread came out like i was like cool i'm really happy for metroid fans super fucking stoked for y'all have you enjoy played, it because have I you be. played any like metroidvania games though because i'd argue that if you played any any games in that genre that you've experienced like that well so like thing. i've played bits and pieces like i tried playing symphony of the night and i'm like i fucking suck at this again it's just <laughs> the the exploration action platformer not for me. I'm not good at those. I don't like doing things that I'm bad at over and over and over again because I just get mad and frustrated and I play video games to have a good time. So like, why would I waste my time on something that I know I'm not any good at when I can enjoy the stuff from Mega Man that I like, which is the music, um, without having to fucking play the game? Um, yeah. That's sort of my, where I'm at on this. I, I told you, it's it, it's weird to me how my tastes have shifted and changed over time. Like, as I'm getting older, like, me, me and Terrence are having inverse, like, curves in our gaming <laughs> desires right now. Like, he's all about, like, having a good time, experiencing a good story. And for me, I'm just like, story's not that important. Like, I want to get my ass handed to via gameplay. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's all about the gameplay now, baby. Like, I don't care as long as the loop is addictive. That's that's all I care about. Well, I mean, I'm I'm in the I'm in the Monster Hunter loop these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the Final Fantasy loop. The Final Fantasy also had really good story, FF14. Um, but in an RPG, you know, I expect the story to be good, and I expect the characters to be relatable and whatnot. Yeah, it, story story used to be able to pull me through a game that I was kind of meh on. Otherwise, can't anymore. Like I I dipped off Outriders because I'm just like, all right, I, I get what this is, and the story is not great. And, and anyway, but I don't even care to see it to completion. I'm just here until I get tired of playing the game. And then once I do that, then then I'm oh. good to go. So there you go. Uh, finally, Rogue Creative asks, what gamer difficulty tropes do you all feel to be totally overblown? Uh, examples they give are the Water Temple and Ocarina of Time is too difficult. Dark Souls is impossible. You can't be Contra without the Konami code. Cynthia's Pokemon team can't be beat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want to. So I don't think anyone says that the water temple is too difficult. I think everyone just says that the version, the original version, the N64 version is a pain in the ass because in order to equip and unequip the iron boots, you have to go into the start menu to do it. And then they remedied that in the 3DS remake of Ocarina because they allowed you to map the boots to like a button. So I don't like. Water Temple was never hard. Mm-hmm. It was just a tedious pain in the ass. Um, I don't know about any other tropes that are overblown. I do think Cynthia's Pokemon team is one of the hardest to actually have to face off against in the entire franchise. It's really well-rounded. She's got a great team. It's tough to go up against. Um, also, I don't play Dark Souls because it is impossible. And I don't want to get good. <laughs> I don't want to get good. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of roguish action games that I was scared off of because people told me how fucking hard they were that I found that like they're still difficult, but they're not like soul crushingly hard. Like Dead Cells is a great one where 
you know, I was warned by Micah and Terrence, like, oh, this game's hard, it's difficult. And I'm like, yeah, like, you're going to die a lot when you first start playing. But once you learn the levels, once you learn the enemy patterns and behaviors, like, it's fine. Like, now in Dead Cells, like, I still haven't beaten it. But I can get, you know, I can get to, like, the fifth or sixth area on every run without fail at this point, unless I get completely shit on with RNG um, with the items that I get. So, like, I I find the difficulty of some, especially, like, side-scrolling action games... Uh, to be a bit overblown by folks. Not to say that it's a cakewalk, but it's not like souls crushingly, you know, impossible as a lot of people think that they are sometimes. Yeah, I think um, Terrence would probably tell you that uh, Cuphead, you know, is not as difficult as as people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Terrence is also a fan of bullet hell games, you know, and that's what that is. Um but I, yeah, I play Toho, but I don't want to play Cuphead, which seems really stupid to say out loud. Yeah, I, I think like, I think Cuphead you could is get, easier than Toho. Yeah, I think you could get through Cuphead if you if you. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think you'd be fine. I the, I generally I, I can't answer this question because I don't really play games that are too difficult, and I don't. Um, and if I do like up the difficulty on something like. It's not, I find a game to be difficult when I physically can't do something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not if, if, um, if the, the, the enemies take more, you know, hits and, and deal more damage. Like, that's not like difficulty. That's not difficulty. That's, you know, get good. But like pretzel motions. Like real old school pretzel motions mm-hmm. where you're you're moving your thumb around like a pretzel. Um yeah, I like that shit is fucking hard to me. Well, but, and that's the other thing too, is is it matters with you know, lived experience. Like it's gonna vary from person to person. I mean, Hades is a great example. Um, you know, I beat Hades. I th- I wanna say, God, what run? Like on my twentieth or twenty-first run when I first played the game, beat the game entirely. And my wife, God bless her, like doesn't really play action games like that. And she's done like 30 runs and she's and she's beaten like the first boss once. And she was very proud of that, which which, you know, credit to her. Um, But I'm sure for her, like Hades is massively difficult for me. I'm like, oh, it's hard, but it's not like, you know, like I can I can start whipping the shit out of this game once I get once I get good. Um, So, yeah, it's it's all going to vary. I mean, there are people out there. I mean like the fucking asshole that beat Bloodborne with a guitar hero guitar. Like I'm sure like I'm sure that I'm sure the difficulty dudes, in those dudes games are trivial. Like, yeah. Oh yo, let me beat Dark Souls three with a fucking DDR pad. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah so it's gonna it's gonna vary from person to person, I think there. I'd be curious to know your guys' uh uh you you the listeners, uh your your tropes that you think are overblown. Uh, in terms of gaming. Uh, and you can do that by, again, joining our Discord at densepixels.com slash fans. Go in there. We have a nice episode discussion channel that you can uh, posit your thoughts on on everything we talked about today. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Dense Pixels and all the other TNP Studio shows uh, in your podcatching application of choice. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to us there as well. And then on Twitch, a uh, couple channels you should follow. Uh, first of all, the main Dense Pixels channel, which is just simply twitch.tv slash Dense Pixels. Uh, you can find me at Dense Pixels Brad. You can find Carrie at Suppets Carrie. And you can find Terrence uh, at Apparition 410. And you should follow us all. 
on twitch.tv and it'll be a good time and that's it that's all we have for you this week so thank you guys very much for watching and listening and we'll see you all the next time thanks see ya